So hi, everybody. It's James from Posture Stars. And today I am talking to Patricia Gocker from Holistic PT Studio. Hi, Patricia. Hi, James. How are you? Yeah, today? really good. Thanks. It's great to see and hear you. You're down in uh, Croydon in London, United Kingdom. Yes, sunny Croydon. Sunny Croydon, the, the jewel of the south. Uh, it it really is. And I, I'm up here in Stockport. <laughs> it's great to see you. I've wanted to speak to you for ages because you've been doing some great stuff, um, particularly on LinkedIn, um, with regards to how you're helping people keep stronger for longer. So I wanted to have a chat with you about uh, how you're helping people's posture and how you're helping keep them more mobile. You're um, You're generally working with older people now, is that right? Yes, although no one really admits they're quote-unquote old. But yes, well, generally 50s plus is sort of my, is the average age I'm working with, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm one of your... Great bunch, great bunch. I'm one of your ideal clients then. We will have another talk, don't you worry, James, <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> well, I've been doing loads of running recently, so I probably need a bit of unwinding. Although my fitness watch um, yesterday decided I was 36 years old, which I was really pleased with as a result. Oh. Okay. I think, Excellent. I think they need to change their algorithms a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, people are doing more and more exercise, more intense exercise at a later age. And so I think if you were to benchmark the, the average 50-year-old today versus the average 50-year-old 20, 30 years ago, you would be sort of the equivalent of a mid-30s. Yeah, I think but, uh, I, we need to start moving that benchmark up even further. So when we're 50, 70, we have, you know, the fitness, the strength of like a 20 year old. So. That's my plan. That's my <laughs> plan. And I, I think posture is really important to keep that going. We're just coming out of the end of um, of loads of lockdowns from um, coronavirus. Are you finding that lots of people are suddenly jumping into exercise and fitness and breaking themselves? They don't admit they're breaking themselves, but I think I think a lot of people are still quite stressed, so they're not doing as much. Well, people aren't doing they're not as much high intensity exercise, so they're doing more activities. So something you know, a little bit more therapeutic. So lots of walking, could be still hiking, um, sort of some gardening, because everyone sort of got back to you know gardening and not neglected neglecting it during lockdown. Um, so yeah, some things like you know yoga and Pilates, a little bit more. Working from the inside out as well, is what I'm finding. But yes, there is yes, definitely some aches and pains that going on. But uh, but there's a lot of sort of denial as well. <laughs> so I I will get fit, and I'm going to ignore the fact that it's causing me discomfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we've all been there. <laughs> we have all been there, haven't we? Um, you you've got this this lovely little phrase, um, um, keeping stronger for longer, and that's a that's an that's a brilliant goal, isn't it? It is. It's um I know it's just well, sort of now I'm sort of past actually mid forties, scratch the head. Um and it's also sort of feeling myself yeah, it's just you know, walking up the stairs, especially during lockdown, I, I found myself sort of dragging myself up and thinking, What is going on here? You know, I'm not exactly quote unquote weak. And um but also looking at my parents, you know, they're sort of late seventies, early eighties. And I'm thinking, when did you get quote unquote old <laughs> you know and it's sort of thinking yes even though my parents are quite active they're not moving as well as they used to you know and it's it's just looking and then you start looking at other people around and thinking when did this happen and nobody really knows when the decline 
started happening and then all of a sudden it's like oh functional everyday moves become a challenge you know then you start you know and then when that happens then you try less you try less and less and before you know it you need more help every day so it's sort of getting people to basically change the narrative of getting older weak so getting weaker getting more stiff and more aches and pains as you age it's like as long as if we're addressing them at the earlier age then it won't happen well that's my goal i love it strong and supple at 90 that is my only 90. I'm going for oh, I'm going for 137. I am. I'm going to be one miserable old man by then, but I'm aiming for it. <laughs> I don't see that happening. You're going to be smiling, laughing, and joking forever. I do hope so. I do hope so. Um, all right. Well, we'd better move on to um, to three questions that I I do like to pose in in our podcast here. And my question number one for you, Patricia, is really simple question, but so many answers to this question. What is posture? Yeah, I knew this one was coming up and I was thinking, oh, it's, yes, you said such a simple word, but it's just so complex. But nobody wants to hear that word. It's complex. But um, for me, I see posture as sort of where, how you're, what, what are you doing today and what position you're most frequently adopting today? And then where, what have you got, what has your body gone through to get you to where you are today? And then we also have to have an eye on what are we going to do tomorrow or next five, 10 years, because your quote unquote posture today could, if tomorrow you decided, oh, I'm going to start playing golf or tennis or start running, how, how your body set up today could increase the likelihood of you developing an injury if you start an activity tomorrow based on how you're moving today. Or if... Um, Yes, or maybe sort of joint wear is certain, you know, joints quite restricted. So you're increasing your likelihood of getting a, you know, joint get, joint replacement. So posture is always changing. So I'm sitting at the moment. So my posture is, I call it a desk body. Mm. Yeah. So it's, you know, you know, hips flexed, knees flexed, you know, trying not to sort of slouch at, at the desk. So this is my body. This is so this is my posture at the moment. And because muscles are active, muscles are alive, they just they they shorten based on whichever position they're in. And the problem is for every action in the body, there's a reaction. So as some muscles are getting shorter and tighter, others are getting longer and quote unquote weaker. Um, and so therefore, it's not able to adequately support all of the joints and whatever moves you want to do. So it's posture is constantly changing. So we just need to um, make sure we're considering what our next move will be and keep moving. So so that involves a couple of elements, doesn't it? You've got the keep moving element, which is physical, and then the considering side, which is mental. Uh, and mm -hmm. people tend to ignore the, the mental side when they think about posture, don't they? We when, when I originally, when I'd think about posture, I'd see a sort of a really upright figure of a man with his chest out and his chin tucked in and you know almost mm -hmm. a, a sort of army pose or something like that and of course that's that's not posture and it's not necessarily good posture either it's certainly a tense posture um if we were mm -hmm. to adopt that yeah when you were, when you were talking about what you're going to do the next day you had me thinking about someone lying on a sofa or a settee with their head craned over the back of the arm um, for mm -hmm. six hours one night and then jumping out of bed at six in the morning to go for a 5k run and, and how that would impact them. That's not going to be a good thing, is it? Um, I 100%. It, 
I sort of say you have to undo whatever posture you've been adopting and start moving gently in the positions for whichever activity you're going to adopt just to sort of prep your body so there is you know people just think of maybe a warm-up but it's like no we have to even take a step back and if you've always got like a desk body then certain muscles are tight so like the hip flexors so if you're trying to run you can't really extend that the hips which is required and who knows what's going on in sort of the chain from the feet all the way up to sort of the head and the shoulders so yes it's like i'm doing whatever you've been doing and then prepping the activity you're going to do so this this kind of leads me into my second question um which is um you being a, a good expert with people's bodies is how do you help people's posture what do you do yeah yeah so for me i'm my focus is on the muscles and the tension or imbalances that exist so between the front the back the left the right the above below um I'm, i look at joints i'm concerned with the joints and, you know, are they actually moving through the full range that they're naturally designed to move? Um, so, I mean, when I look, sort of go through people's history, sort of understand, because there might be something that they're born with as well. So we have to take all of that into consideration. And then all of how have they lived their life up to this point, which is where, you know, their posture or their, you know, how they're moving today has been determined. And one of the most important one is motor control. So are you fully in control of your movement? If I ask you to move in a certain direction, are you doing something else? Because, yeah, so I find a lot of time, especially, for, I'll actually learn this one for my mum. Hope she did. Hope she won't mind me saying this. But yeah, so, so I do some stretching with her and my mum and dad. And I just say, okay, so tilt your ear down to your shoulder. You stretch the other side of the neck. And, and, and what I'll get in response is sort of like a rotation rather than a you know, lateral flexion because that motor control is not quite there. And I think because of things like previous injuries and previous issues, you, your body will naturally start moving away from any area of discomfort. So over time, you just learn to not move into those areas. But the problem with it is if you're not moving into those areas, your body is not balanced and you're not moving correctly and other muscles which are supposed to do a job are not doing it so therefore everything is out of balance so motor control it's like the mind muscle connection are you in control of your movement so i identify all of these through something i call a movement mot so just like you take your car for an mot in service you know even your boiler gets service cried out loud we use our body every single day do we know what's going on? Do we know where any restrictions are? Do we know, um, you know, how, you know, how supple we are? You know, are our hips let a balance? Can we move the hip joint through range of motion through the same on left and right? Because the body really doesn't like too much imbalance. Yeah, we're not symmetrical. We all know that. Some people have more imbalance, you know, more, you know, asymmetry. No, is it asymmetry? No. Yeah, more asymmetry. Asymmetry. Yes, than others. And um, so, yeah, so it's just getting back to do you know what's going on in your body? Because we tend to have sort of shut it all out. And so all of this information will be used to design what's called a corrective exercise program. So it's to bring, you know, more more function, restore sort of natural function in the body and sort of hopefully move you away from any joint aches and pains and also start thinking about, well, how you want 
to live, how do you want to move in 5, 10, 20, 30 years' time? Because, you know, there's no point thinking for people, if you, if you are 70 or 80 years old and thinking, darn, I wish I did something about this 20, 30 years ago. So it's a case of let's start thinking now, just like you plan for your pension. How do you want to be moving later on and enjoy your big pot of money and your fancy holidays and what skiing or whatever you want to do when you're in later life? Are you going to have the body to and the movement capability to to you know to support all of these fantastic things plans you have? But yeah, so it's so that's that's how I work with people. So it's on a on a personalised level. Then you're not just doing a prescribed series of movements that is fit for everybody you're looking at the person the individual or or individuals within a group and um tailoring a program for them absolutely yes Uh, because a a lot of us if we're not paying attention there will be imbalances especially the hip especially at the shoulder and even the ankle so i mean i'm naming some of these because these are some of my issues i had previously Mm. and unless things are pretty similar then you're going to put too much sort of weight or pressure on one side of the body versus the other. So even if you're quite flexible, if the imbalance between the left and right is large enough that the body's going to start overcompensating on one side, you will increase your likelihood to get it injured. You will start having more wear on one side of the body than the other. And yes, so it's sort of highlighting this to in people because num- number one no one told us how to look after care for our joints and it's because of modern day living you know sitting all day um you know being stressed muscles tightening up so everything's getting restricted we're battering ourselves in the gym or going running and things like that when we need more calm and more restorative things to, to sort of balance ourselves that you know there are a ton of imbalances unless you're keeping on top of it then you know things can escalate out of control so yeah so it's an it's an enlightening experience and it's also practical as in it's 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 not difficult to read to sort of restore balance and also i encourage i sort of teach people this is how you do it so you can you know go forth and look after yourself for life which is what it's all about. Brilliant. Whether, whether you are going to be rich and having all those golfing breaks or whether you're going to be having <laughs> having beans on toast and, and a trip a trip <laughs> around the local budget supermarket, you still need to keep flexible and, and moving. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be able to go shopping, you know, without any aches and pains. If you want to walk or drive, mm. think about even getting into your car. You want to struggle and it be painful. You want to drive comfortably in that position. You want to go around the supermarket with ease. So even if you don't, you're not having all these grand plans, you just want to have a simple life and, you know, maybe do some gardening and, you know, look after your grandkids or great grandkids fully. You still have to look after, you know, your muscles, your joints yeah. and how you're moving every yeah, day. Look after yourself and look after number one. I think I might have to book in for one of your MOTs after this session and, um, and, and get and have, have a see how I am in terms of any imbalances. It'd be quite interesting. Oh, looking forward to have to a third it. a, a third party opinion. Well, you know what? It's there's also so I have come sorry diverted a bit. I come from um, sort of a finance background, so risk management, which is all about identification, assessment, sort of mitigation, and monitoring. So you always need to practice this. So they do this in banking. 
you do this in, in you know, the, the MOT. Why do we take our car for an MOT? I mean, they make it a legal requirement because I don't think people will probably be as proactive if it wasn't a legal requirement because we want to identify issues early on before it comes something quite major. And that's mm. what we apply risk management to every day in life. You stop, look and listen before you cross the road, hopefully, oh. unless you're looking down at your phone, which is another issue. Yeah. You know, we do all of these things every day and we need to sort of apply the same principles to, you know, what's going on at our joints, how we move in, let's put a few corrective actions in place and go on. You want, you, you want to catch those people before the wheels fall off, don't you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that. <laughs> you down. can have that one, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you. If, if you were going to give um, <clears throat> my final question, if you were going to give one piece of advice um, to our listeners today right now to stop their wheels falling off what would that be <laughs> um get curious about what's going on in your body it's i think we're uh, too scared to investigate i mean i thought the other day my friend was saying that she's looking at on youtube on how to plaster her walls i mean <laughs> But we won't investigate, you know, go on YouTube to look at, you know, some, you know, some ideas. Oh, how do I, you know, stretch or how do I, you know, relieve tension in so-and-so? Because if we're too scared to get curious about what's going on in your body, you know, maintain awareness. Because, I mean, we're, we're sort of frightened of pain. As soon as there's some sort of pain or discomfort, it's like block it out, block it out. I don't want to know. Yeah. But it's, it's, just, it's just the body's notification system to say that there's something going on and let's pay it you know pay attention to it it's not something to be sort of you know blocked out carry on because yes it's not a 10 out of 10 pain but it's just the early warning signs that mm. okay let's address it and then you know we can go on our day but yes maintain awareness get some get curious about what's going on fantastic so those, those people who are curious and who don't want to block out the fact that their wheels might shortly fall off <laughs> How how do they find you? Where are you on the uh, on the World Wide Web? Oh gosh, so um, yes, yeah, so I'm active on LinkedIn, so under my name Patricia Goka. I'm on Instagram at at Holistic PT Studio, one word. Um, yeah, my website's the same name www.holisticptstudio.com. Uh, I think that's it. I think if you just Google my name, something's going to come up. You're right. Although, I, you know, I did that a few years ago. And there was some random woman on there thinking, right, I don't have enough online presence. So I have to You've... start putting a lot of information. That that online. random lady, she'll be on Google later and she'll be going, who's this other Patricia Gocker? She's, <laughs> she's outfoxed me. Why is she more popular now? <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought I was unique. I am unique, but it's uh, well, uh, yeah. So, well, holistic PT studio. If you put that that's in better. Google, you'll come up with a few things. Yeah, my my advice <laughs> to our listeners is don't go pestering any other Patricias. There's go to holistic <laughs> PT studio. Uh, well, that's really useful, Patricia. It's uh, it's a great insight into how you work, and there um, there's some good advice there for people to be um, curious and to um, to make sure they're proactive in looking after themselves, so they can. Keep stronger for longer. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. No, you're welcome, Dave.